more of the monocles right after this. Emmy salsa ahi? Ahi. Ahi. Uh-huh. 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 Wow. Oh. Awesome hot chip. <laughs> Get it at 443-742-2134. Now, back to the monocles on soflowradio.net.com. now for something a little different. The Monocle started out as a written blog, created to chronicle and give purpose to a sudden abundance of time. With a laptop and a curious mind, a new task was assigned. It was a personal one, to find fulfillment, to be happy every day. The Monocles allows for an expansion of knowledge and healing through stories and laughter. In the Monocles, there's joy in examining and discovering. The Monocles will share the stories about the many people, places, and comminglings that have appeared along this path through a blog and an intention. Alchemy is real. Words, written or spoken, have power and heal. Smile! This is Miami. The opinions and views expressed on the Monocles are not necessarily those of the host, the SoFlow Radio Network, or its sponsors. In this medium, we can do what we want.
stretching is an activity that we all should be doing. Many of us don't stretch before or even after a workout. Stretching is fantastic for your body and in the pool, it's relatively painless. Our muscles are relaxed because of the buoyancy of the water. So with relaxed muscles, we're able to get a deeper stretch. Many of us have lower back pain that's caused from tight hamstrings. We may not even know that's the cause of our back ache. So stretching the hamstrings is pretty important. Here's a simple and fantastic stretch to try in the pool for your hamstrings. Come to chest height water facing the pool wall, standing upright and arms distance away from the wall. Stand up onto your tippy toes and walk your feet back, 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 back. Here's a good reason why I recommend wearing water shoes. It'll save your pedicure since you're leaning onto the tips of your toes. With your arms activated and your body slanted, the front of your body, the same distance as your back of your body. So make sure that your tush isn't protruding towards the middle of the pool. Activate the arms, legs are straight, feet are together. And then bend your right knee in front of you, allowing your knee to come up towards the surface of the water. You're still standing on your tippy toe on your left foot. Flex your right foot and then kick that foot to the wall from your knee to your heel, placing your heel on the pool wall as high as you can go. It's okay if your knee bends. Maybe you try to pull your toes away from the wall so you have a good pressure on your heel against the wall. Holding this position, find your right hip and see if you can slide it back slightly, adding a little bit more to your stretch in your right hamstring. Hold and breathe. Five to 10 breaths is great. And then release your leg back to the floor, meeting your left leg, and repeat on the other side. You'll see how fantastic you'll feel in the back of your legs. Try it and let me know how it goes. Monocles is recorded live each week from the SoFlo Radio Studios in Hollywood, Florida. Written and produced by Monica Uribe. Directed by Christopher Hudspeth. With special thank you to George Rodriguez. All rights reserved. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Monocles. I'm really excited to spend this time with you. I know there's so many options in which to pay your attention to. And I value the time that you spend here on the Monocles. And for that reason, I value my guests and the people that I bring on and the information that I share. I hope it helps you in some way um, to find relief or 
motivation. That's what this is all about. I'm really excited for my guest today because I know her and have worked with her on different levels. And when someone comes back into my life from, she's multifaceted, multi-talented. And for that reason, um, we've uh, come into each other's lives on several occasions, but it really marks a special person for me. And I'm so happy and excited to introduce everyone to Paloma Duenas, who is a fabulous, talented um, artist, but also a music therapist. Hi, Paloma. Hi, Monica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> um, you know, the, the first time that we met was under different circumstances. Uh, circumstances we were yeah. both in our artistic quote-unquote endeavors yeah. and then um on november was it the 11 11 11 sound healing mm, yeah maybe it was i, I think or, those or, were... or maybe the 12 12 12 sound ah healing. the 12 12 it was 12 12 12 yeah because in 11 11 11 i didn't have the bowls yet the bowls yeah the bowls came for that first one thanks for reminding me ah of course no and it was so amazing it was such a fabulous beautiful wonderful um sound oh, that's great. and the time you know it was just perfectly perfectly aligned and throughout the whole thing i'm watching you and i'm like i know her from somewhere you know how that's going <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm yeah. Like, from and then of course like it all came together but let's talk a little bit about the sound bowls and how did you come to become um a music therapist i know you're a musician but yeah did that come first or the music therapy come first no the music therapy has always been like a clear path in in my life uh that's why i chose to go to berkeley College of Music because when I found out I was you know I was born and raised in Mexico City and when it was time to choose what to study I I thought I was going to be a psychologist I was more into like you know the human arts and the humanity and like more uh, psychology and more into that uh, but when I found out that the career for music therapy existed I was like oh no no this is what I want to do so Going to Berkeley was a whole mission for a couple of years. I had to like do, do auditions and just try my best to get there. So I started college late in life. I started college at 22. But since I already knew what I really wanted to do, I spent very little time in Berkeley. I actually did the four-year career in like two years and a half. Oh, wow. So it was very quick and it was intense and it was beautiful and it was like a, a lot of information in very little time. So then I ended up here in Miami to do my residency and I moved down here I get it. Um, because, yeah, that's how, that's how I, that's how it all, that's how it, what, what brought me down here. With and then through. With laser-like yeah. focus, you zoomed yeah. through that degree and now in Miami you're doing the, the yeah. practice and gotcha so then yeah so then when when I came to Miami then I started um I don't know in my head in my heart there was always like the kids the kids the kids the kids where's the kids who's who are the kids 
And so the kids ended up being now 20 years later, because when I moved down here, it was 2001. And so uh, 19 years later, the kids were kids with autism. Mm -hmm. So my specialty became uh, children with autism and sensory integration disorders. It also became my passion and uh, my true honor to teach early childhood. So I did a lot of work uh, as a music therapist, uh, working uh, with expressive arts, um, and then you, just children with autism. For many, many years, that was my focus. And, you know, the community is strong. The, the needs are huge. The, the impact of music in those children is undeniable. And so I did a lot of that. Now, parallel to my music career, when I went to music college, I think the creative juices were flowing so much um, that I also started drawing. Like, I've, I've always been in a very um, artistic family. My dad is an architect. And, you know, I grew around pens and paper and cutters and just fun things to play with. Um, so my dad, when I came back for the holidays one time, he gave me... Um, 35 millimeter Canon camera that he had when he was, I guess, in his um, early architect years. And so I have this vintage 35 millimeter Canon camera and he's like, take a class or play with it, whatever, but take it out of my closet because it's collecting dust and you should have it. And so he gave me the whole kit with the lenses and the tripod and the camera. And I started, and I went back to Boston and I started taking pictures of the musical instruments around me, the, my friends, you know, musicians always need like a photo of their headshots. For their, their, yeah, the headshot. Yeah. Now, it, now it became um, digi digital world, but before it was like the, the cover of your CD, whatever proficiency project. And so I did a lot of collaborations with artists, friends and musicians and just fun stuff like that. And so then when I moved down here, um, I was a music therapist and that was it. That was my that was not my 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 focus. That was my focus. Um, in 2006, I decided to um, celebrate my 30 years old of age yeah. with a first with a first solo photography exhibition in Wynwood, in a restaurant in Wynwood. And that was my first um, investment in myself as an artist. And so since then, I decided I would, since I was not a full-time or a trained, you know, photographer, that I, at least I would do once a year something about my art as a photographer. So I developed a website and I did a lot of collaborations and uh, work with different artists here and like solo exhibitions and I started little by little you know um, developing myself as that so all my sides as a as an artist started to grow um, now through the years of working in the music therapy field uh, maybe five years ago uh, well I've met of, of people teaching uh, my teacher I met her maybe 2009 no 2007, 2006, she, uh, her name is um, Alicia Villamarin. She's a, a Chinese doctor, acupuncturist, sound practitioner, magician, and she has an amazing um, studio, acupuncture uh, studio in um, Griffin Road in Hollywood, in Cooper City, up north. So uh, through her, I learned about acutonics, which is sound vibration therapy with tuning forks. Through her, I had my first experience with it. And of course, I'm biased. I'm a music therapist. So I'm like, oh, my God, yes, I would love to learn that. So that was on my to-do list for years. 
until I want to say a few years ago, I like five years ago, six years ago, I decided, uh, okay, I need to learn the tuning forks because I met a musician now uh, as a singer. I have a Brazilian jazz trio that I've been performing with for the past seven years. So that's just live music and, um, and just live performance. And so I met, uh, I was trying to find a guitar sub for my band. And I met this guy who was a local musician friend and he, you know, he ended up not being able to do the gig, but then he, he told me, I have something for you. I, we started talking about what we did, what else we did. And I told him that I was a music therapist and I work with kids with autism. And he said, I have something for you. And he brought, brings a, a kit of tuning forks um, that, that are all, uh, the, everything is in German. So I don't speak German. All the instructions and everything is in German. But he's like, here, I was waiting for some, to give this some, to someone that was going to value them. This is yours. And I was like thrilled. I remember I was like, wow, what an amazing gift. Like, what am I, I came in here looking for a guitar player for my band and I left with these things and I was so inspired. <laughs> Um, the universe had so, that prepared. Yeah. Yes. Also, on a side note, I have a picture that I took of a tuning fork when I was in college. And that was one of the first good photos I took that I was like, oh, that's a great shot. And it was of a tuning fork. So little by little, the strings, the, the silver linings follow through life and through the years uh, until and that gives you the certainty of where you are. Right. Sure. It's amazing. So anyways, I started playing with this kit of tuning forks that he gave me with the kids. And the interest, the response, the reactions were so amazing that I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, that's it. So I have to take these classes. So for someone who has no idea what a session or what an experience would be like with with sounds or with these forks could you kind of maybe describe to someone what happens or how mm -hmm. we react yeah so there's a few things you know I always have to explain what is a tuning fork um and also I do mini sessions which I just actually put a post today because I'm I can't wait for the park for the uh, for the park to open so I can do sessions at the park and I'll explain more about that but uh, so the tuning forks are an instrument that musicians use to tune their instruments so before digital apps we had this metal tool that we would have in our pocket that it you strike and that looks like a fork and it you strike and it gives you one note and so with that note you were able to tune your guitar um, now these tuning forks, so now there's a lot of different kinds of tuning forks and materials and brands and so forth and programs. The ones that I'm mentioning are called Acutonics and Acutonics was a system, uh, created in New Mexico by different therapists and pro sound practitioners that developed the Acutonics tools and the Acutonics, um, teachings. And so that's what my teacher, Alicia, uh, 
teaches over here. This is, this is not something that you can find anywhere. You know, there's like very specific places. So the main place is in New Mexico and then there are uh, throughout the country. But like the only person I know that teaches that in Florida is mm. her. And so I'm sure there's more people, you know, but like it, it's not it's not like that common a lot of acupuncturists use tuning forks so the tuning forks are think of it as acupuncture but instead of needles is sound vibration so you might think and then we use two tuning forks so the the two notes give you a musical interval the musical interval by nature can be a harmonic interval a dissonant interval or a constant interval and that is part of the quality of the frequencies. So then what kind of tuning forks, what kind of notes are we using? Well, the, the frequencies used in acutonics are cosmic frequencies. So it's the calculation of the different planets, um, the moon in two phases. Um, we have the ohms, which are the, the frequency of the universe. So that is translated into a sound calculated and translated is this are so these, when we, i'm sorry are these frequencies used anywhere else it's the first time i've ever heard it's not like a solfeggio's frequency or anything like that it's it's its own frequency that has to do with these tuning forks the only other thing i know that works with the frequencies of the planets is astrology mm. So everything that we can, vibration, okay, vibration, everything is vibrating in different ways, in different, you know, levels of vibration. So vibration um, could be translated to a color, could be translated to a number, could be translated to a geometrical form. All of the things I've mentioned could be are a frequency of something, a frequency of a sound of, of, a, of a sound wave, the frequency of a color, of a hue of a certain color, the frequency of like in, in, according to numbers that could be translated into numbers and then therefore could be translated into a physical form. That is everything that you see around mm. you too. All of uh, everything presented as a, uh, in, an, in an energy kind of way, reality is a frequency. You are a frequency. And so when everything is translated into what Nikola Tesla said, you know, if you really want to understand uh, the universe, you have to think in terms of frequency and vibration. Everything is translated into frequencies. Or in other words, the other way that I like to see it, uh, because I'm a musician and because I'm a visual learner, so I kind of see it in my head. Oh, I don't know if you could hear. Oh, yeah. That. It's coming right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I hope this gets recorded. It's, it's, it's good. It's good to be talking, uh, you know, cool stuff in a podcast while it's raining like Only that. Only you bring your own mm. natural sound effects with you. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, so um, what, going back to the tuning forks. So, oh, oh no, the, the frequencies of the planets. Um, yeah, so it, it, it goes deeper than that. And I'm sure there's much more about why Acutonics chose the music of the spheres. But 
when we use sound, and this is what ended up happening. I worked with the kids with autism for many, many years. They teach me so much. And then this modality is so great for them. Like I see things that I have, I have never seen with any other instrument in my years of music therapist, but with the, sorry, with the tuning forks, I could shut down a meltdown. I could completely motivate them, completely relax these kids. Uh, What sound you know what sound vibration does for them it it is really amazing so um i this i study the the tuning forks i start using the tuning forks and then i become so you know me as an artist vendor um having that experience being an artist vendor um and then, uh, you know, on a side note, I'll mention I am, as a visual artist, I have a pop-up art shop, and that's how I met Monica. We were both at an event where we were um, selling our goods, our artisanal goods, and I have a lot of art that I create and my photography, and now it exploded into a bunch of other things that I'll share a link with you so that you can check it out. But um, I I have this experience as as an artist selling myself as an artist and selling my art and then so then I translated into let me become a wellness vendor and so I designed these mini sessions that because of the nature of these kids the kids with autism cannot relax and like lay down on a bed for an hour and breathe deep etc I would treat them standing sitting down on the floor laying down uh, sitting on a chair so then I designed this mini tuning fork sessions which are 15 minutes you know they they couldn't hang for a long time so at least I had to create a treatment that in 15 minutes I could do something uh, impactful for them and so in 15 minutes I can align the energy body I can address any physical pain if you have any physical pain or anything presenting on the physical body Um, and I can kick down a couple notches the anxiety and the level of stress and just be, by doing that, lightly, we're, um, we're shifting your vibration. So when, when doing this kind of work through being a wellness vendor and people presenting to my table and then, the, you know, I would just have a chair and then just do quick versions. So I, I always have to educate people what is a tuning fork, how does it work? And then, of course, I have to show you because it feels amazing it's very relaxing and it's very cool and you feel the energy move. Um, you know, sound is powerful, but when using the sound vibration and the different frequencies, utilizing the energy of all these planets is very powerful. It's very real. And so then I was like, uh, I need to, I need bodies and I need more people. And, um, and I, you know, and so for a few years I did that and as a music therapist, as a, you know, as an always evolving creative artist, I always want more. And I started, you know, I've always had like instruments and, uh, but I started going more into like, okay, it, how can I do home sessions in a collective kind of way? And so was looking into buying all these different uh, tools and instruments. And so I got the crystal bowls, the quartz bowls, um, sometime in November. So no, uh, yeah, November. 
No, at the end of November, the bulls came oh. to my life. And then the, the first session, my first session was 12, 12, 12. And seriously, all without really planning it all since I started at the, uh, the even December, there was like all these portal days that were numeric like that. And I, for whatever reason, I always ended up doing an home session in those dates, in those dates. Started uh, January uh I, we were I was part of uh of the Ironside Wellness and we were started to get like a schedule a regular schedule of the classes so started uh 2020 every week I started doing sessions so I've been growing along this bowls like you know that was if you had such an amazing experience me playing the the bowls for the first time now after all these months of experience and um now, after having all the clarity of what these bulls came to do and what's needed in these times, then, uh, I mean, you know, I'm thrilled to what's coming. I don't know how or when, <laughs> but definitely um, there's a lot of work to do in terms of sound healing uh, virtually, in person, here in Mexico. I go to Mexico a lot to do work over there, too. Um, of course, over there, even more so, like the tuning forks is very little known. And the quartz bolts is something that is present, but it's not as, as common and it's very demanded. So every time I go there, things happen and magic happens. And like, you know, it, yeah, you know, over there in Mexico, my life as a sound practitioner has exploded. That's amazing. Yeah, without even trying anything, just going there and being available and willing. I want to thank you, Paloma, because you really embody this energy of talent and diversity. And you go full on with everything that you do. And it's refreshing to see someone that's so multi-dynamically faceted, talented, and work on all of those levels. So often I hear, oh, you got to focus on one thing if you want to be good. And for me, it's, I, I, I lose attention or I just want to create and create and create. So it keeps me moving. I understand moving from project to project. I also understand the discipline and how, difficult that can be time-wise to dedicate to mm -hmm. each thing but I feel that mm. the um first of all sound healings are just like no brainers I just I it's a delicious wonderful easy you do nothing you feel great kind of therapy now based on your mm -hmm. your experience and your education I think you bring so much more to it plus adding the spirit and the intention from which you come to this I think all of that just is magnifying I have I have my own sound thank now. you thank you <laughs> <laughs> boom it's like boom you're just magnifying oh wow all of this amazing amazingness yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your words. And yeah, I think through the years I've learned to become this multi version of myself and accept myself and pat myself on the back and, and keep it up. And I've made my, my mistakes throughout the 
the years of different careers. Um, but I have to say, I really enjoy everything I do. There's nothing I, I have loved more than teach those children. Um, I, I, I always felt so much respect for all the families and all these children and really questioned with all my heart, like, why are you here? I really want to help you, you know, and like work with them. Not only the children with autism, but the children that I teach, because I also teach a lot of families uh, with really young children um, in Miami Beach. I'm a teaching artist for the Bass Museum. And, and the work that I do over there is just, I mean, what a blessing. You know, I see two-year-olds and three-year-olds that love me and give me all that beautiful, authentic, pure love. And we share through the arts and we get inspired through the arts and, and through music and and, uh, and then they go home <laughs> with their parents they're not mine <laughs> and, uh, and it's beautiful you know I've done that work too for so many years I've always feel thrilled to teach children, children and honored and really treat them with all the respect that they are worth and try to also teach them, um, you know, like laws of the universe, try to expand their views. When I have a chance to teach uh, art camp to older five-year-olds that are already a little more developed and we can talk about things. When I taught them about cymatics, when I taught them about the tuning forks, because they let me put the tuning forks on them and they make this whole beautiful a big thing out of the tuning forks when I teach uh, typical developing kids in art camp they love it their brain was like exploding what when I taught them about cymatic so it's it's really thrilling now be, being that um, an artist in Miami and touching a little bit on what it is to be an artist in Miami uh, because I have a lot of wonderful like the artist community in Miami is big and it's rich and it's rich not only in in the arts but culturally we have so many cultures and so much stuff and the whole idea of, of the recent years of being an artist of like wow well Wynwood has changed and Miami this and Miami that and you know I think my way to make peace with the way Miami is is to understand that Miami is a it's it's a it's um temporal uh, uh pass by kind of town where uh right. we're it's a port, there's a it's lot transient. of tourism yeah it's transient it's never permanent yeah. it's always changing this town lives off of like a lot of money and the money is specific kind of money and if you don't know about that then research because that's the nature of this town even the people that are native Miamians have to leave out of here for at some period of time so that you don't get all dampy right. well what you're offering to the community is really special and unique and important like we said just the ability to help i you know i have friends with, with children with autism and i see what they've gone through and it's quite difficult but i don't think some of the adults that i know and myself in that list um, can have the same attention spans, you know, as it, in our own way. So this helps on so many levels to heal and focus and feel balanced and 
feel that sensation of feeling relaxed that's going to flow, that allows work and creativity to flow a little bit easier. Yeah, so then that that's uh, where I'm going with the mini sessions. And, you know, like everybody needs to self-regulate, not only right. children with autism, right. especially now. Everybody needs to learn about how to express their emotions, not only children with autism. Everybody needs to learn how to um, self-regulate now more than ever. How do we self-regulate our, our nervous system, our minds? And so as I work with them and I see how, you know, the needs, you know, when you think as a music therapist, we, we see, we see things and situations about what, um, like we focus on the abilities, not in the disabilities. So always there's options and that our job is to provide options uh, for development, for improvement through the arts. And so my work has always been rich in all these possibilities. And the more I connected like that in a creative way, the more it presented, you know, like finding all these amazing job opportunities that I have been able to hold for many years and enjoy and, you know, and be a, a thriving artist. Now, also, since I have been connecting like that with everything I do, more and more, more and more manifests in my life. So then when I incorporated my, myself 10 years ago, I was like, okay, so now I'm just going to focus, especially in the past five, five, six years of my life. Since I have so many things going on and I have a band and I'm a teacher and I'm a music therapist and I have this and I have that, I have to really organize myself and just make sure that whatever I do, I do because I want to do it and I'm thrilled to do it and I'm passionate about it. And then the more and more, you know, I started vending, for example, and I started, you know, and you would understand this doing events that don't bring you a lot of money or they're, or, or they're not great invest, or ended up being not, not a great investment for you to go and do it. And it was a lot of work. And then started learning more like focus on the things that you think are worth your time. Right and attention focus on the things that are that you're excited about even if you know that maybe they're not going to a lot of right. people are going to go and so every, i started treating everything like that and then everything yeah just became easier that ability to make those decisions of saying what's worth my time or not or following your heart comes from knowing ourselves comes from taking a moment of relaxing and balancing and going in like go in and tap into your light i feel like when we do that we oh my become, god yeah we become so in our lives because things come to us like the tuning forks come to you you know the children yeah unfold. it just magically unfolds um it almost feels effortless yes because it's, it's we're yeah, following yeah. our path it's and energy so it's, gonna come. it's it's energy yeah. monica it's energy and i'm very glad you brought that up because now moving into more of like the science behind yeah. the tuning fork right like how do they work and how do they what do what are they gonna do to me so when i use the tuning forks i put them on your physical body and of course your physical body is going to vibrate and the music and the physical body is a perfect music resonator because water sound travels fast yeah tra sound travels faster four times faster in water than it does in air and we're mostly water so 
using the body meridians, the body has this uh, path where your energy flow. Um, if you've ever heard of the term toroidal shape, no, have you? No, ever heard of that term? Okay, so the toroidal the toroidal shape is the way the energy flows on everything on the planet on yourself. Um, and then I, I like to show visuals of that. I think I have a visual on my um, Instagram profile. Um, but um, if think of if you cut an apple in half, you see this, you know, the, the, the seeds of the apple in the middle. And then it goes down yeah. and then it goes up, right? And so that is a toroidal shape. That's how um, the, air, the earth uh, energy flows through the earth. That's why there's a north pole and a south pole. And that's the way it flows in the physical body. And, that, and the energy goes up the crown of your head, down your spine. And, that, and usually that is the sign that we see when we see anything medical related is this two um, snakes yeah. going up, right, with the spades. And so that image is the image of the energy flowing up, up and down your spine, going to the top of your head, which is your crown, your center point that connects you to the cosmos, the everything, and going down the your root chakra down to the soles of your feet down to planet earth. Um, this is the way it flows through. And then the meridians, you know, some of them flow up, some of them flow down. It just, you know, it, it has it. And so pathway. you place the tuning fork on the meridians and do you play it? Do you hit it before and or after? Or how is the mechanics? Yeah, so I strike them. I usually have like a rubber thing on my knee and I strike them and then uh, I, um, I might be changing frequencies or different tuning forks for different reasons. Um, and then, in, you know, in acutonics, the tuning forks are used, the high, um, the high frequency tuning forks that are not meant to be put on the physical body, but they're like higher frequencies. And they mm -hmm. also use chimes. Um, but those hang from the mm -hmm. ceiling. So mm -hmm. these are more portable, you know? And, and so that is in a, in a nutshell. Now, how, how does, you know, and then in terms of, of the work of the ohm sessions, uh, not only uh, physically with the mini sessions with the tuning forks, but in the groups, after we understand that the toroidal is, uh, field is your, like the layers of your onion, you know, and these layers of your onion expand maybe two, three feet around you. This is called your electromagnetic field. And so when we work with sound vibration, we, we are accessing that, so, the, those subtle parts of your body. So in terms of vibration, um, or, and sound, for example, a lower note, like a really low note, is the, uh, the sound waves uh, moving really slow. The higher uh, pitched or higher note, the faster those mm -hmm. sound waves are moving. So same thing for frequency. The physical part of you is the lowest mm -hmm. vibration part of you. The higher, the higher parts of you, which are not the necessarily the ones we see, 
um, are is your your aura, your etheric part, your your energy, your electromagnetic field. Now there's the chakras, and that is something that people are. That's a word that everybody is very familiar with. The chakras are these center points where the energy uh, encounters or flows that hold that part, that whole uh, energy, electromagnetic field. And then those center points, so energy centers, um, are going to be assisting different parts of you. So let's say the root one is the one that connects you to earth. And then the highest one is the one that connects you to, to the cosmos. And then, then in between all your, you know, your organs, right, right. different parts of your physical body. When there's, when, the, when, when there's pain in the body, when there's a disease in the body, it already went through an energetic uh, journey that started in the subtleties of your being on the outer layers. Um, and then it, it, it ended up manifesting in the, in the lowest frequency, which was the density, which is the manifestation, physical manifestation of something. And so that's why we align the chakras. That's why people unblock their chakras, because you don't want blockages of energy in any of these centers. Otherwise, something's going to start happening in that area, whether it's your kidneys or your stomach. Right. Or and your now, especially, whatever. I think in, in, in the times that we're in, it's just ultra, ultra, ultra important oh. to buy on a very, De very definitely. high level I mean, and release you know, those dense, those, that density, that darkness, that karma that we're holding on to. Oh, my God, there's so much going on right now in terms of that. And, you know, where at the beginning of the year, I was like, I just have to do the work. I have to do the work. And I was more like, just focused on that. Um, now I'm like, oh, now I know yeah, why I was yeah. thinking like that. You know, I was really gu guided, guided to do that because it's very much needed. And this is what I talk about in my uh, weekly on sessions. So I've been holding the sessions weekly because I truly believe that we all always but now more than ever need like energetic hygiene we need to be aware be connected to our body more than ever because yeah we all want like good immune system but if you ignore your physical messages and what your body is telling you if there's pain if there's you know there's a lot of people that are in pain and they're, they told well, uh, because they're afraid to go to the right, doctor or find out something story, i don't know but now more than that yeah now or more they than, identify now more than uh -huh. ever we're but at now the point where we need to embrace and empower ourselves to self-heal this is the time where things happen very quickly and we can empower ourselves to heal what needs to be healed so yeah exactly and 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 that on a individual kind of level and there's both the individual journey and the collective journey we've been living for many, many years. So yes. do you know what the Schumann resonance is? Okay. So the Schumann resonance for, throughout most of our lives has, was seven or eight hertz. But since 2012, it started cha changing a little bit, you know, getting a, a little higher. For the past couple of years, it's been 
a huge change that our bodies have been uh, right getting adjusted to. And now, oh my God, now it just goes, sometimes it's 40, sometimes it's over 100, sometimes it has flashes of, uh, of a lot and then it stops and then a lot and then it stops and that happens in a random day. And so, you know, I explain this always before we work because I need, you know, I think it's very important to understand how connected and how much we belong to this planet. And, you know, if the, if, if the earth, decides to buy as a conscious sentient being decides to vibrate higher we are gonna have to adjust like any cell in your body would adjust to whatever you present in your environment so if you have an acidic kind of uh, body constantly that acidity is gonna eventually seep into something physically manifesting you know if we are acidic to the planet, then we are all going right. to have to, you well, know, the sh- yeah. readjust shift, with it. Shift is actually and so- happening. This- and the adjustment period has had to be gradual because we wouldn't be able to handle a, exactly. a, a, you know, an immediate shift. No. Now, in the past few mo- in the past two months, the shifts and changes in the in the cosmos, in the planets, in the energies have been so crazy that to the people that don't know, must just feel like really weird. And they might, you know, they might have like a physical symptoms mm-hmm. of like, I don't know what's going on and possibly take an aspirin mm-hmm. and not think much of it. But there's, you know, I think there's mm-hmm. also a reason why we're home yeah. having a chance to sleep a little more. Because it's been really intense in many different things. And I didn't really understand that until mm. I started working with the energies of the cosmos. So working with the kids with autism, I always noticed, of course, that every full moon, they'll be extra wired or extra sensitive or extra in certain times. And then, then I've noticed there's something collective going on among them because they're so sensitive, uh, you know, and I get I got, I got to work with a lot of kids for many, many years. So get to know them really well through their their young years. And then knowing I I know these children, like there's something going on and then doing a little more research and realizing, oh, there was a solar storm. Oh, what's that? Oh, there was a comet passed by. Oh, I didn't like, you know, and like delving more into that world and understanding how that really affects us uh, was really eye opening. And I would have never paid right, attention if able, it wasn't for you're them. You're able to honestly. make that connection I mean, I, and, and associate it. So, do you what? But when we work with the planets and the moon, it, it's very powerful. When we do things with the moon, um, yes. it's powerful energetic work. So, when when I do the, the home sessions, um, it's, it's weekly because, I mean, I, I, it, it should be done every day, but it's usually consistent in the way we work because now I realize what we need. <laughs> and as a therapist, I can, you know, I can create a session so that it could be addressed. But at this moment, we, are all, we all need to connect to our body. We all need to sit embody our ourselves and feel ourselves in that way to be able to access the other parts of you the higher dimensional parts of you that could be addressed with sound sound is like a gate 
to multi-dimensionality. And that's what I, that's why it ended up happening for me. I'm like, oh, all of a sudden, poop, jumped into this world of getting to know these children in a deeper, um, more cosmic kind of way that I honestly don't know if any of my parents, uh, the children that I work with, with the parents would really understand. Uh, But, you know, there's a reason why these children are here. There's a reason why they're, you know, there's a reason why they are. Um, who so they are. do you think maybe you can yeah. lead us in a little um, maybe meditation or some sounds, um, whatever you want to play, bowls, yeah. sports, drums, fingers, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play my, <laughs> I'm going to play uh, for you my hikuri drum. Hikuri is um, my Mexican bubble drum, uh, hang drum that has this beautiful sound and I hope. Uh, let me just do a little sound check here with you see if you can hear it well okay so yeah this drum was made uh for home sessions and it was made in mexico and i use it a lot in my my weekly sessions which i hope you can join sometime i've been doing them online and um and that's it it's you know one hour of enjoying a sound journey with the crystal bowls and other instruments like the hikuri um and we do a cleanup of our energetic field and we address a couple of things and i i will leave you relaxed and beautiful and recalibrated yeah no if you want to play now that's great do you want me to do a little bit okay okay all right so let's take a deep breath
Oh. Paloma, thank you so thank much. You. That was yeah, this lovely. Is beautiful. Um, I wanted to ask you one last question. Thank you. Um, someone wanted to get a hold of you. What would be the yeah. best way for them to contact you or find you? Okay. Any social media platform at OM Sessions, O-H-M Sessions. Or uh, my website Love is palomarts.com. Palomarts or Paloma. one, one word. I appreciate value you. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you, Monica. It was a pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. Bye. Thank you.